Retro Hangover is supported via Patreon by listeners like you. We would especially like to thank patrons Lyle McCarns, Ashton Ruby, Randall Quiggle, Tony G, Katie Quigg, Paul Romalo, Raging Demon, JC, Megan Caruso, Masked Llama, Andrew Liguori, Retro Overdrive, Ozzy Garcia, Keith Gasper, and Diskimera. Your continued engagement and generous donations are deeply appreciated. Hey everyone, Chris Copeland from the Retro Hangover Podcast here. And first of all, I would like to thank you for listening to the King of Games 2000. This is a collaborative effort between the Retro Hangover and Region 3 Gamers podcast. New episodes will be released alternate from the main episodes of either podcast. So, if you're listening to this episode on the Retro Hangover podcast, the next episode will be out next week on the Region 3 Gamers. If you're a patron, you'll be getting new episodes early, regardless of which show you're a patron of, as a way of us saying thank you. Hope you enjoy the show. All right. It's going to be weird. Open your ears and crack some beers. This is a very special episode of Retro Hangover. Hello, retro and classic gamers. Welcome to another episode in the King of Games 2000. I am your co-host, Chris Copeland. And unfortunately, today, we do not have Shane Missing Dick Dragon Koski. But we do have some very fantastic guests for you today. I wouldn't call them guests. Maybe compatriots or cohorts with us today to be our co-host because this is a big collaboration between us and the region free gamers podcast so i will turn it over to them as they introduce themselves and first out of the wooden shoe land we have (laughs) jeff Evats! What's going on, Jeff? What's up? What's up? clop 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 that's how everyone sounds when they walk around town (laughs) in their wooden clogs sure yeah, I couldn't. I think I couldn't think of anything better. It is. Yeah, I did say that correctly. I just asked you. I feel terrible. Oh, it's fine, man. I mean, we it's either Gouda cheese. They love their plastic cheese or their wooden wooden shoes. So I think 50-50 chance, and you probably got the best one to be honest with you. But I'm good. I'm great. I mean, I'm looking forward to this collab. It's uh, it's going to be off the hook, I imagine. Let's see. All right, and to introduce our second guest today, he's been on this show before. We have from the man from the area who loves to rumble, Anthony Ariaga. I am so excited to be back on. I'm so excited to talk about these two games today. Two games that if you're really a diehard fan of both these games, you're probably in the exact same place you were 20 years ago. In your mother's basement. Definitely. <laughs> yes. Definitely. They got that warm glow of the CRT computer monitor. <laughs> Giving them hope. (laughs) (laughs) There's always hope. (laughs) 
All right, so just a quick breakdown. I'll try to be as quick as possible here. This is the second round of the King of Games 2000. So they start out with 16, now we're down to eight and competition is gonna get more fierce. And today we're talking about Diablo 2 versus The Sims. So if you've been listening throughout the uh, series, first of all, thank you. Second of all, I was on the previous show where he talked about The Sims. So a lot of these categories we're gonna be going over here. I'm gonna try to keep it as brief as possible and really let Jeff and Anthony take the ball as I try to remember Anthony is not Ozzy or Arnie today. I think that would be fantastic. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> it's only you. I don't know why. You're the only one I screw up. <laughs> we know why. We know why. You're, I'm a terrible human being. <laughs> so just, just to break it down, we are going to be going over several categories and criterium and determining how we're going to make up our minds at the end of this show and who's going to advance. And those criteria are critical and commercial reception, personal attachment, the legacy or genre-fying characteristics of both of these games, and who, what game would we rather play head-to-head. -head. But guess what? At the very end, whoever wins the most of those categories, it doesn't really matter. We're just going to sit down and say, you know what? This game should advance. This game was more critical or more defining of the year 2000. So I'm I'm kind of excited about this episode and just just very very briefly do either one of you want to plug your podcast? Yeah, definitely man. Uh, a huge shout out definitely to all the subscribers, downloaders, patrons, all the supporters. Really appreciate it. We actually we wouldn't we wouldn't be doing this right here, this this tournament without the support of you guys and without the love you get. We get so thanks so much, guys. Check out our Patreon. It's uh, uh, patreon.com slash regionfreegamers. You can find us on Instagram. We can get onto that at the end of the episode, though. But really, uh, thanks so much from the bottom of our hearts, man. This is uh, a labor of love that we're doing right now with both podcasts. So it, it means a lot to get the support. Outstanding. And yeah, just another reminder, as we've put out a lot at the beginning of these episodes, uh, these episodes were available to our patrons first. So if you're listening to this for free on your regular podcatcher, whatever podcast service you're using, these episodes have been available to our patrons, patrons, whatever you want to call them for the past, I don't know, at least at least two months. So go ahead. Uh, if you want to get these episodes earlier, if you want to get additional content, regardless, go take a look for as little as one dollar. You can get all sorts of additional content. And uh, thank you all uh, patrons of either RFG or ourselves. Uh, we we Definitely. really do appreciate it. Uh, just just contributing to the little guys out there and making sure these podcasts can sustain. Oh, yeah. And I was going to say, you can always also hit us up, join us on our Discord, shoot us a message, get added to our Discord servers, where most likely we will make you spend a lot of money on video games. It's pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty fucking bad. Not towards the Patreon no, on no, video no, games. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Not, Patreon is nothing compared to what you'll wind up doing to your bank account. <laughs> I have a fucking super NT. I hate you. <laughs> and now I'm buying Super Nintendo games, something I have been oh, abstaining dear. from whenever oh, I man. started collecting because I was like, this shit's too expensive. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and now I have a super NT and I have to buy this shit. <laughs> no, can I? I want to. I just I want to admit something real like just right here on the record. I don't say anything on the Discord channels when everybody's buying stuff, but I have been on the low. I did buy Chrono Trigger for the DS recently. 
have we all bought that recently? Yeah, I did because I just everybody was talking about it, and I was like, I gotta, I gotta play this game, man. I have to play this game. So it, it, it hits us all, man. We all get hit. There's no, there's no escaping. Once you hit the Discord channel, like you're gonna, I don't know you're gonna fall into the trap. You are. You're gonna love limited run games and <laughs> analog. And eBay and Wario 64. Oh, Wario. Man, shout out to him. I wish he would sponsor us, you know? That'd be great. It's just, it's terrible. Well, he needs to sponsor all of us because of the money we're spending. It's <laughs> oh, for sure. horrendous. And at least we're not in Europe like you are, Jeff, where you probably have to deal with absurd shipping costs. Oh, God. I mean, analog, they charge like $50 for shipping, and then it's going to be a $50 custom charge. It's... Anything analog, you have to add another $100 for us. Damn. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. I know, right? And, but they don't even have anything to sell, do they? So, you know, what difference does it make? <laughs> it's like when they sell out, you, it's like a big sigh of relief from Europe. <laughs> it kind of <laughs> Oh, is. they're sold out? Oh, well, can't buy anything. Yeah. <laughs> but we're here to talk about two video games in the meantime. <laughs> so let's get into it. Yes, sir. Without further ado, this is Diablo 2 versus the sims all right so i'm gonna kind of go briefly into this just give a quick overview of what we gave in the previous episodes just for people who may not have been you know tuning in maybe this is your first episode so yeah we'll go over it cool so let's start out with the sims it was released january 31st 2000 for the pc it also had releases on the mac for linux ps2 gamecube and xbox has an aggregate metascore of 92. Mm -hmm. uh, same site has a user score of 7.9. Mm. It has six reviews that are recorded by Metacritic as being a perfect game, with Yahoo reviews giving it a 60. So I tend to agree with this Yahoo reviewer, but <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> it sold 16 million copies across Ouch. all platforms, with 11.24 of those copies, million, 11.24 million for the PC. It was the best-selling PC of all time on release and stayed on the top-selling charts for 4.5 years after that. And it's notorious, uh, I would give it the best award for being the best filthy casual game. That's that's a personal <laughs> thing. That's not real. And uh, there, there we are with The Sims. And yeah, let's talk about The Sims. So what did you guys really see about The Sims when it came back in 2000, where was your headspace at with this game if if it was even there? Jeez. For me, it was just a game that appeared at my friend's place um, in his on his parents' PC. It was that kind of game. Um, you know, he, he was raving about it. He said how addictive it was. His Everyone in the house almost had their own save file. Um, and I just, I, I, I watched it. I saw him play it. And I'll probably go on to what I thought about it a little bit later, but th that was my first exposure to it. But um, my word, it was very different to what I was seeing on consoles at the time. And I, and I didn't have a, I mean, my PC at home. It could just about run Solitaire, Minesweeper, you know, let alone a game like The Sims. So uh, it was uh, it was an interesting game to, uh, to to see for the first time. How about yourself there, uh, Anthony? I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as Jeff in terms of my PC power at the time so this wasn't anything i played i still haven't really played it but it was one of these games that like everyone was talking about i mean i, I remember walking into gamestop or whatever it was called at the time i don't like eb games or something and just seeing you know just seeing the cutouts the cardboard you know the sims logo 
Um, yeah, that Sims logo, man. That's one of the things you I just is always stuck in my head, and I didn't really know what it was at the time. But I, you know, I, I kind of just like I knew, but I didn't really get involved in it too much. But the guys at work, they were just going off about this thing. And this was at work before firewalls were a thing in the office space. <laughs> Cats were just like, like you said, Jeff, like they were creating their own, their own character, their own thing, world building. And this was happening in the office and everybody was playing it. It was one of the funniest things to watch, man. But me personally, I just, I never, I never played the game though. I, I am kind of in the same boat as both of you. I ended up, playing the game I, I did get the game and if you've listened to the previous episode you've probably heard me say the exact same thing i'm about to say here which is i got the game sometime within the first year of release because i think i had one of the expansion packs i'm not sure but like you guys it was inescapable hearing at least people generally talking about it i was an early teenager so like i think i was 15 so I didn't know anyone personally who played it because when you're 15, you're edgy and you just want to blow up space aliens or, you know, bang hookers and then run them over. And Hell car. yeah. You, do, you want to do that now, too. Trust me. <laughs> oh, of course. Well, right yeah. now. <laughs> well, I'm an adult. and I do it for real. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, no. That's the, that's, the, <laughs> that's the catch, man. That's the best part about growing up. <laughs> I don't really do that. Please don't come after me, FBI. <laughs> don't, don't cancel us. We were just kidding. Well, that, I hope that gets them off my tail. In any case, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I did play it though, and I I just didn't get it. It I could tell it wasn't for me because I I I was into The Sims, but I just like not The Sims the game, but like the Sim game, Sim City, Sim City 2000, Sim Earth, Sim Ant, Sim Tower. I couldn't get into this game. I don't know what it was. I, I just felt really detached by it. And the other thing is too, when. I'm noticing this too when I get older. When something is part of a different group than I am, like if the kids really like a game, like your Fortnites and and your Minecrafts and whatever the fuck, I just don't know what's going on with it. So it's not really a big deal to me, even though it might be a big, big deal to everybody else. I think that's kind of where I was at when I was 15. I didn't really care much for this game. I was much more invested with other games that... One of which we'll be talking about very shortly. Did you guys kind of have the same effect? You made you made a great point. What you just said, it was like the equivalent of hearing about everybody playing Fortnite now, and just kind of like ah, I don't think I want to do that. But that's kind of how I felt about The Sims. It was it was intriguing to me. It seemed so cool to do this. Um, but you know, like when you would watch the commercials and stuff. They'd give you, they'd show you when everything was like kind of set up already. It was a, to, to start that journey from the beginning to me was one of those things I wasn't interested in. If that makes yeah, any sense. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's, that's some of the, when, when I was first being taken through it, it's like you have to design your own house. And like, that's, that's a bit of a ball ache because I don't really, I like things made for me, ready to go. Yeah. Um, and then you need to give them characters. Like, well, I mean, what if I create an arsehole? I don't really want to do that. And then you've got to tell them what to do. It's like, I'm playing a game telling people what to do. Like, uh, like that's what that's what parents do. I don't want to do that either, you know? <laughs> I just want to, sh- like, you know, I want to shoot aliens and I want to bang hookers. You know, that's that's exactly what I wanted to do as well. Um, and I think when I, w- whenever I go through this stuff back in my head, it's, it's normally always because I didn't have the thing that you needed. Like... 
I didn't have an N64, so I was pretty much meh with GoldenEye. I didn't have a good enough PC, so I was meh with all the PC games because my parents aren't going to go out and buy a $2,000 PC so I can play some games, you know, or whatever they would have had to have spent at the time on the massive tower PCs that everybody was getting. It's it's It was just, I, I had to deal with what I had, and so everything was always looked at with this disdain of... You know, well, like, well, you know, it can't be any good because if it's good, then I'd be able to play it when it's not really the truth at all. That's how kind of I've always seen it. But I think you both touched on something I think is kind of critical into understanding why we didn't really care for the uh, Sims is because we were more your traditional gamers. Mm, yeah. And this game, I don't think, was made for traditional gamers. I think even when you look at us, the three of us speaking specifically, we're console gamers. Yeah. And when you say you have to build something up from scratch, this is something that either people who have no interest or uh, care or concern about video games or just looking for something to pass the time, they would find that a lot more attractive. Or just maybe your more traditional PC gamer or is more inundated with the PC experience might find something where you have to build something from scratch being a far more attractive aspect as opposed to a console gamer where, I mean, just look at our RPGs. They're linear as fuck and they pretty much hold your hand through most of it. Whereas PC RPGs drop you into space and say, you know, go figure it out. Mm -hmm. So I think that kind of dynamic really lends itself to why people like us would not look at The Sims as especially a a game that would appeal to us, especially because I think it also had more of a an aim at the female demographic and I don't think any of us are female, you know, that, that, that could also hamper some of that perspective. Yeah. I it's, um, and you know, and we, we could probably get into this a little bit more in detail, but this is the kind of game at the time, like you guys are a little younger than me, but 20 years ago, there wasn't social media. Not like there wasn't, there wasn't this, this thing that just sucking your life out when you stay home <laughs> that could pull you in. So there was other things to do outside of yeah. being at home this the sims and this isn't knocking the sims like i think it's a really cool game i think it's it's it, it started a big it started something but it's kind of the game that if it if it came out last year we probably would have been more likely to play it or try it oh like animal crossing it would like that's yeah it just felt like to me it was a game where you're basically managing your own soap opera um and if you've got, like you're saying, it's about demographics. It's about people. And I think this is where, when I did a little bit of digging in this game, just because I wanted to make sure I had a fair understanding of like why The Sims is, is the phenomenon that it is. Um, it's because it, it's it's a game where you it seems you can, especially with the expansions later, you can pick and choose what you want to really dig into. So if you want a pre-built house, if you don't want to, design your own house then you can do that you can have pre-built characters you know you don't need to worry too much about all the all the specifics um it's just i know for me like i get i really want to feel like i've got the settings right and i've got the right you know stats and i've got this and that and that's where i probably over overthink things and that's when i end up a house is en- ends up being like just a gigantic swimming pool and a trampoline because I just can't end up making a decision and I end up just making the worst thing possible. I was going to say, but apparently you can have your Sim jump from the trampoline into the swimming pool, not give them a ladder and kill them. <laughs> apparently. It, <laughs> I'm just I'm just not of that nature to wait for something to happen in a game. So, okay, I'm going to set up a situation and see if it, if it, if it occurs how I expect. I just don't have the attention for that. So, you know, I feel like with The Sims, it's... 
I can I can see why it's it's as big as it is. I can see why people found it popular. Um, just for me, I, I I just never felt. I even now that I've got a PC that can run it, I haven't been interested in downloading Sims Four. You know, it's just not a series that I've you know I've been drawn to by the end of it all after twenty years. Absolutely. So with that being said, let's move on to our second game today. It's it's competition here. Uh, the number two seed in our overall bracket is Diablo 2, which was released on June 19th, 2000. And I was shocked by by the Metascore here. It had an aggregate Metascore of 88, with the user score on the same site being 8.8. .8. It got a perfect score from three publications that are recorded with Metacritic. Its lowest score was from a site I've never even heard of called Adrenaline Vault at 70. But the most uh, the most interesting review I found was from Games Radar, which I think was a 75, which I've kind of heard of. I don't frequent their site. But the quote was, if it wasn't a Blizzard title, Diablo 2 would be dismissed as the bimbo bimbo-esque bit of frippery. It actually is. I've never heard that word. And gain no more than a passing interest from most folk. Be warned. That's pretty damning, even for a 75. That's nuts. Um, sales, the only numbers I could find was 4 million, but I think it sold more than that because it said it was on the charts for several years after it hit that mark in terms of best-selling PC games, but I couldn't find anything official beyond that. And uh, that that's pretty much the overall on that. Now, a lot of the reasons for those low reviews for Metacritic, like, like the 88, a lot of the low reviews got for poor online, Battle.net implementations, uh, a really thin plot, and repetitive gameplay. And uh, it's questionable, and at least Arnie brought this up in the previous episode, is it remembered more for what it became in 2001. I mean, we'll get to that. I'm sure we're going to get to that. But um, before we do, let's talk about really what it was to us in the year 2000 and what was around it. Um, go ahead and start us off, Anthony. Man, so Diablo, see, this is another game similar to The Sims. I, I didn't have a PC, wasn't a PC gamer. So, but it was another game that this is another one that this is what you all you heard of. Even whether you were a PC gamer or not, you opened up your magazines or whatever, this was a game they were talking about. Um, and I, I, I have to say, it's funny because I think at the time I used to confuse Diablo 2 with Baldur's Gate 2. <laughs> just in terms of like whenever they would <laughs> come too. up in a magazine or something i'd be like yeah that's the same right yeah it didn't mean anything to me i thought they were the same game <laughs> so i don't know if that you know like it's it's funny because and then also obviously Baldur's gate 2 came out the same year to a little a little bit of a higher right they got better a little bit higher scores i guess across the board um yeah it's about like i think it Baldur's Gate got a, like a 95, it's got an 88, somewhere around there. So it's it's like a little bit of a drop off to to Diablo 2. Um, but having played it on the Xbox um, a few years back, it's it's kind of more okay. So I'm not a, I, I I'm not the RPG guy. Definitely not an RPG guy. I'm trying. I really am, people. I'm really trying to get into RPGs, man. I feel like in my old age I could do this. This is a game that welcomed me more into the RPG elements than other games at the time. So I didn't mind the hack and slash. I didn't mind the 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 movement of the characters in this way. I felt like it was just more my speed. 
but that's not for everybody. You know, if you're if you're hardcore, if you're hardcore, this isn't this isn't. I get it. Like this isn't for you. This is like more for me and my in my slowness and <laughs> my attention span. So, like I said, never played it when it came out. Played it a few years ago. I had a great time playing it. I mean, I even played it with my son. We did a multiplayer campaign for a little bit, and to me, you know, I had fun. I, I had fun. I know it's not for everyone. I know it's not hardcore as most people would like, but for me, you know, it kind of. It suits me just fine. I'll go. I'll go next on this one, and I'll say that I was super hyped for this game because I had played the original Diablo, and I love the original Diablo. It's one of my. I would say the original Di- Diablo is probably up there with within probably my top twenty, top thirty games of all times, just in terms of what it means to me and how much I love the game. So I was like 100% hardcore looking into this game and I got it at launch and I remember playing it through the first area through the first chapter and absolutely loving it and then realized it wasn't the same game it was much more expansive is much larger is much more complicated which I don't think I wanted I'm not sure I can't really remember like what it was 21 years ago uh, but I just remember after I got to the desert stage, I played a little bit and I was like, I, I really don't care to play this anymore. I mean, it's it's a very repetitive game. So the way it's designed is either going to catch you or it's, or it's going to make you just turn it off. I've noticed that about games that really have pretty good gotcha gimmicks in terms of, you know, the, the constant state of reward, especially when it's a loot oriented game, especially with Diablo 2. Um, there was also this feeling that you know, is is actually not something I remembered until Shane brought it up, I think, in, in one of our, our mainline episodes where you couldn't respec any of your characters on initial in the initial version of Diablo 2. So if you built your character, quote, incorrectly, it would be extremely difficult to make it past certain parts of the game or if you felt like it did or if it just didn't match up with your gameplay style. So if you felt like you're the way that you wanted to level up your character wasn't working for you, you would have to completely start a new character from the beginning. And I started noticing that because I always choose Necromancer because I was an angsty teen. I love goth things. and you know, So edgy. Didn't? So edgy. <laughs> no. Uh, but I started noticing certain aspects of my character I didn't like, but I couldn't change it. I was locked in there. So that's another reason I put it down. Uh, I, I know it's changed quite a bit since. It had one of probably the best expansion packs ever created in 2001 that came out for it, and I think it did a lot. I, I can't really speak to the Battle.net. I did love Battle.net for the original Diablo, but I think the Diablo 2, at least for me, was more geared around a single-player experience. I don't know how the multiplayer experience works. I can't talk to it. I, I mean, if it was disappointing, it was disappointing. But that that's not one of the things I really remember about it. I can say that I can understand why this game is extremely fun. I can understand why people continue to play it to this day, and I can understand why it's 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 there. But I, I really tried to get into it, and my friends tried to get into it. But I I, I remember just being like, I'd rather go play the the original Diablo. And I've heard that from a lot of people who who talk about Diablo too, particularly Shane, who's who said it on episode. I don't know what he said in the episode before this, but we're like, yeah, Diablo two might be the better game. But all it does, at least for me, is make me want to go back and play the original Diablo. <laughs> it's, and it's so funny because that's what you hear people today say about Diablo 3. Like, Diablo 3 is yeah. fine, but I'd rather be playing Diablo 2. 
you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wild. It's wild. I'm not trying to say that's indicative of, of what I overall think about these games, because right. I think it just shit on both of them. But <laughs> uh, it's, it's just kind of where I was at in, in 2000. I kind of where I still am with yeah. it today is that I, I tried to really like this game. It's it's my kind of game. It, But I just couldn't get hooked on it. And a lot of people did. A lot of people that, that like the same kind of games that I do, they absolutely did. But I, I can't say I was really one of them. How about you, Jeff? Similar story. I, f- I think I'm a little bit of a mixture of, of you both. Um, but really, it was a game that uh, I was fully aware of. It was in the shops, advertised like crazy. It was in all the multi, uh, multi-platform mags. Um, I don't recall anyone in my social circles talking about it. Um, I had a few friends who were really into Command & Conquer LAN stuff, but nobody into Diablo 2. The the thing that you get that I find anyway is whenever as soon as I mentioned Diablo 2 towards any sort of like people who've kind of gotten out of video games who are like still still you know in their mid late 30s onwards as soon as you say Diablo 2 the first thing they say is I had amazing LAN parties like yeah. they were amazing <laughs> me and my mates would lug our PC rigs to a single person's place or our local sports gym or you know like some place where you could just be all night in one location with three, four friends and just have a group session on Diablo 2. Um, and, you know, I, I can't help, obviously, but think about World of Warcraft and the South Park episode. But, you know, you get... I, I, I get why, and I think you were saying, like, I think if you had, Chris, if you maybe if a couple of your friends really got into it, it might have encouraged you to be like, well, I've got a group of friends who are getting into it. It could be fun if we do this together. And I'll, I'll enjoy it more as a social thing rather than a, a single player thing. Um, so that's where I think like games, a game like Diablo 2 really ex, ex, seemed to me that it excelled. What I found was, and over the last 20 years or 19 years, because I played Diablo 3 last summer, I found it incredibly intimidating. You know, like you were saying how how it would kind of, it gone up a notch from Diablo. I mean, I hadn't even played Diablo, but, and this is where I... I, I am with a lot of very traditional PC games from that era is that they were they were able to be really complicated games because of the hardware what 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 possibilities it gave to the developers and and it is just even looking at the screenshots bit bit like dungeon keeper that kind of like springs to mind is of the screenshots make me go oh my god I haven't how am I going to keep a track of all of this <laughs> what is going on oh, and, and then you see videos and it's just like things flashing everywhere and like you know 20 30 enemies and then they all disappear and loads of stuff falls on the ground and everyone's fighting each other over some gold and i'm like what what, what is going on this is far too aggressive like wh- why can't it just be a simple you know like you say like a single player let's go let's go explore some dungeons i i think so with, with that kind of uh with the gameplay element of how complicated it became or it seemed to me that it was becoming the thing that always turned me off Diablo as a series was the word repetitive and loot, but mostly repetitive. And I was like, I don't know if I can keep doing that hour after hour. And all the people who loved it were like, yeah, I've put 400 hours in. I've put 600 hours in. I'm like, I don't have that kind of time to give to give a game. I was at the I was at, you know, the the end of like your high school I need to I need to pass my exams, you know, 
I need to, I'm not going to, you know, that sounds, that doesn't sound believable. I know that I would prioritize exams, but it's like, <laughs> I was, I was spending time on video games, but if my parents caught me spending hundreds of hours on one game, they would have blown their lid. Oh yeah. You know? So, so there was all these, it's always been to me, there's always been these barriers when it comes to Diablo as a series. So last summer speaking to a mate was like, look, Diablo freeze dirt, dirt cheap. Get it. Let's get it on the PS4 let's let's just give it a go and he's like yeah you do know it's repetitive you do know it's loot based i'm like i know i know but maybe maybe with a with a mate you can just play for a couple of hours talk talk a load of crap have have fun make jokes whatever and move on but after about 15 hours i realized we're doing the same thing over and over again here okay it's like gigantic okay the opening sequence was beautiful okay the story is it's bit it's not as bad as you know Fred Bear, but it's there's a story there. Um, but it was one of those games where once we stopped playing it for three or four days, we just never went back to it. It just didn't hook us. It was fun, yeah. but it didn't hook us. I like what you said about the plot because, again, what are we? We're, we're console gamers, at least the three of us speaking. Like, especially this year, we're we're big Dreamcast fanatics. Let's not lie about ourselves, but. <laughs> When it comes to JRPGs, the plot is very much in your face. The plot is very much thrown into you. It's it's almost like this opera uh, that's presented to you in a JRPG. It's very deliberate about it. Diablo 2 doesn't tell the story in that same way. It has this scrolling text you have to read. It, it feels very inconsequential. Like it's, it's more of a means to an end than it is actually trying to tell you a story. At least that's how I feel about it. So when you say, no, the plot isn't threadbare, you're right. The th- the plot probably isn't threadbare, but it makes you get this impression that the plot is absolutely secondary to everything else it's doing. And if you're an RPG fanatic, especially one that's more dedicated to storyline and plot development and character development, this is a little bit harder to really grasp onto mm-hmm, and appreciate mm-hmm. the same way. At least that's what I'm hearing from from your perspective. Yeah, it's the it's the why should I care what I'm doing? Why why is this important? Why um what why is this action required? And you just after 15 hours you realize oh, none of this is important at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just fun. It's mindless fun. Yeah. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's you know just to jump on something you know to piggyback something that you both both said, the the land parties were crazy. I never went to them, but man, again, the guys at my job, obviously, I work in IT. They were setting up for the Friday night land parties to play this game. So this was a thing. The people were really looking forward to doing this on a Friday night. And yeah. When you were saying about the repetition, Jeff, man, I I couldn't agree more on that part because when I sat down to play this game, um, I thought I was going to... It's it's clearly up my alley, like I mentioned before. This is my kind of game. This is what I want to play. I started playing it with my son, and we're there in the same room, and we're just... And I'm thinking the same thing like you like you said, Jeff. Like, oh, this will be fun. Let's do this shit, right? I started playing it. I'm like an hour in. I'm like ready to fall asleep. It's just the yeah. same thing. It's too you easy. Know? It's too yeah. easy as well. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, it was it was kind of disappointing because I thought that this would be way more than, for, especially from it's a it's Diablo two, you know, it's Diablo three. I mean, it's that, Blizzard. Uh, it's Blizzard. Yeah, I thought exactly I was gonna get more enjoyment out of this, especially for only sitting down and playing it for two hours. I didn't think I would be like 
kind of done with it. And yep. I tell you, we 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 haven't gone back to play it since. And we sat there for about wow. I gave I gave we we sat down for about five hours to play it, and that was it. I was like, I I'm I'm falling asleep here. I gotta yeah. We ain't doing shit. <laughs> Let's yeah, get I think, go. <laughs> you know, after after I realized like this is not only is it repetitive, but it's kind of easy. Mm-hmm. I then kind of did some digging. Like, is Diablo three too easy? And I it, I read something like. Oh, it's only until you reach this, like, I don't know, 50 different levels of bloody difficulty. Once, Only once you reach this level of difficulty, after this many playthroughs, does it become a challenge. I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah. What? That's not, <laughs> that's not how I've ever played games. I've never had to do multiple repeats in order to get a challenge. Like, yeah, I don't, this I don't is like a, it when it does that either. Yeah. Oh, really grated with me. But that's Diablo 3, not Diablo 2. <laughs> <laughs> that's an important distinction. But we need to get into criteria here. And I'm looking forward to get into that. I'm sure we're going to echo a lot of these points and get deeper into it. But before we do, we're going to take a quick break. So go ahead, do some stretches, get yourself a beer, and we will be right back in just a few. See you then. everybody we are uh, about to get into the criteria or characteristics or however the hell you want to determine it just tell your friends about it and it'll be great i i love word of mouth it's the best thing to do <laughs> so what we're going to be doing here is we are going to be going over for criteria for these games and we're going to discuss which one of these games is going to take that criteria. Does this really mean anything? No, but it, it's more so that we can talk to each other so we can reach a final decision. But we're going to discuss which, you know, how, how they take these different various characteristics or I, I hate using words, but <laughs> the criteria here are com- critical and commercial reception, personal attachment, legacy and genre defining characteristics, and which game we would rather play head to head. The first criteria, as I just said, is critical and commercial reception. Jeff, I don't think I've had you go first for a while. Mm -hmm. So how about you talk to us about what your pick would be between these two games? This feels really close. When I, it's like on one hand, you've got, obviously you've got some, I feel like both have got very decent scores. Um, Both have got very high sales numbers. I mean, Sims, Sims it was a cultural phenomenon. It's a bit like your 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 Pokemon, a bit like your Wii Sports. Everybody had it. Your your aunt had it. You know, your your <laughs> uncle had it. Everybody, you know, seemed to have the Sims or play the Sims. Um it was that sort of like relevance. And I think even I think Ant mentioned it, but like the logo is one of the most iconic, well known logos in video game branding now. You know, so it's it's definitely has its commercial place so i really struggle to decide or to think like okay which one is trumped the the most i think within gamer circles diablo 2 has that 
you know, has that far more of a of a found foundation in being for for gamers and, and actually being like a game that people really want to get into, rather than The Sims being a kind of pick up and leave it experience that people don't want to end up uh, besotting their life towards it. Uh, but at least kind of get some little bits out of it. You can tell I'm procrastinating already. Yes. <laughs> Arnie's spirit I'm, is I'm... within you. <laughs> <laughs> Arnie, can you help me out here? Because I am... Stop, Arnie, damn it. Stop, dry, stop drawing symbols on the floor, Jeff. We all, <laughs> we all know you're doing it. Trying to summon Arnie. I know. What is... that? Is, there's too many A's. Too many A's. <laughs> Jesus Christ, and I'm... Right, and help me out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's. It, I mean, if, if you got, if you either going to go by the numbers, right? The numbers themselves speak in favor of the Sims, I would say. And you, you, you're dealing. It's, it, uh, you're dealing. You could almost argue you're dealing with two different types of RPGs. Um, on a ones for the the gamer, like you said, Jeff, and ones for more the casual gamer not even gamer just a casual person walking by i would have to say though i'm just gonna base this off the numbers and you got to give the nod to the sims you know what while you while you waffle jeff i guess i'll interject here as well <laughs> oh wait jeff didn't answer yet <laughs> oh well fine damn it he no, was no, waffling no. that's funny though i was <laughs> i'll interject because of the waffling just in yeah. general on general principle Thank you. definitely yeah. i you know what? I'm going to agree with Anthony and double down. Look, The Sims was an unknown property. No one was anticipating it. No one expected it. It came out of nowhere. To have an aggregate score of a 92 yeah. is yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. It sold, just for the PC, 11.24 million copies, 16 million copies overall. And understand that's well beyond the year 2000. But that's just, it's sick. Those numbers are sick for that year. I know it's yeah. its kind of diluted nowadays when you have like GTA V selling a, a billion <laughs> copies. But, you know, that's, in 2000, that's just unconscionable, the amount yeah, of copies it sold. Four million units is a lot, too, for Diablo. It's a lot. But yeah. you know what? I'm going with the rhythm of this tournament, going back to the uh, King of Games 98, where Paul brought up the Nintendo bump, the infamous Nintendo bump. Blizzard had a fucking bump, too. Let's yeah. not pretend it didn't. <laughs> and, just, and to see Diablo 2 come with 88, you're talking about a company that came off of Warcraft 2, Warcraft 2, uh, uh, Tides of Darkness, Starcraft, Starcraft Brood War, Diablo. People loved Blizzard. People would forgive everything Blizzard would do. It was, let's make excuses for its its inadequacies. And for it to come up with an 88, not only to come up with an 88, but to lose to Baldur's Gate 2, a game that, to this day, not many people mention. I understand it has its fans. I'm not trying to shit on it. I'm not shitting on Baldur's Gate 2 here. But we talked about this in the episode that we had with Anthony, me, Shane, and Anthony, that no one we knew played Baldur's Gate 2. <laughs> and not only... Did Baldur's Gate 2 beat out Diablo for Game of the Year from publications? The readers of GameSpot said that D Baldur's Gate 2 was better than Diablo 2, and Diablo 2 is a more mainstream title for all gamers than Baldur's Gate 2 is. Yeah, it's more accessible. Right. More accessible. And uh, Yeah, much more accessible. So for people to say, in 2000, I understand Diablo 2 has morphed since 2000, 
But to say in 2000, what would get between the two of these for critical and commercial reception? It's it's the Sims with a bullet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you made a good point. I mean, this is a, a brand new IP. Brand new title just out the gate. And to sell that much. It, it, I mean, it came from a team who were selling bucket loads of other Sim games. But indeed, like, you're going from creating a, a city or to actually a home and people which is a very different beast altogether um yeah no i think those are really those are really good points i i i can't help but also then fall on the side of sims um as i say i think this i think the sales numbers are are helped by the fact that a lot of people who just had home pcs were interested in it rather than it being a game that like everybody uh plugged hundreds of hours of into whereas i can imagine for a lot of diablo 2 users like they i mean that maybe is underselling it because i the stuff that i looked into before coming up before recording this um people got addicted to sims like ridiculously addicted especially with all those expansion packs um so i understand that people got addicted to that so uh so yeah okay sims sims for me too just insert the sims into my veins just put it in All right, so The Sims takes critical and commercial reception with a sweep. Moving into personal attachment, I think this is where it's going to kind of deviate. Anthony, how about you start off the lead on this one for personal attachment? Yeah, I mean, they're both on equal footing with for me because I didn't really play. I didn't play them when they came out. I have more of an attachment playing Diablo. Um well the series really not even Diablo 2 too much um but the Sims I was like I said I was always intrigued by the idea of the Sims I I had a great time at work watching everybody else <laughs> play the Sims um it was it's just colorful game it, it it was it was to me it was funnier listening to people talk about this game and listening to what their interactions within that world were rather than actually me sitting down and starting from scratch and creating my own character um, but I, I'm going to stick to my original point and it's, Hey, this is personal attachment. I can still in my head, still see that Sims logo hanging above the counter at GameStop. It's just iconic. So <laughs> for that reason, I'm going with the Sims. <laughs> uh, Jeff, uh, since you waffled last time, I'll let you go second on this one. Ooh, um, zero personal attachment to both. <laughs> right. <laughs> a draw. <laughs> I mean, you, you you know, you're getting to the into the realm of of I when I think through, I get into the realm of like, you know, what would I rather play today? Um, which that's, is that's one later. Of the no, 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 exactly. You can't waffle exactly. and then go jump ahead. <laughs> exactly. So that's why because I, I need to give I need to give an I need to give a I need to give a nod right. I need to give a nod one way or the other. <laughs> Hold on, Jeff. I, Jeff. Jeff. What? What? Really quick. One question. Yep. How how close do you live to Belgium? Uh, ooh, about an hour and a half away by car. Uh, I can understand why the waffles are strong with you. <laughs> <laughs> Waffle. Um, I'm, I'm going to go for Diablo. There we go. All right, cool. <laughs> Chris. Um, For this one, it, it's pretty easy. I played The Sims. So between the two of these, I got bored with Diablo. But when I played The Sims, and even when I watch videos of The Sims, it just repulses me. <laughs> I can't put a finger on why. I, I just watch The Sims and it makes me angry. It doesn't make me like physically ill like Final Fantasy XII does. 
Different topic, different day. But it makes me angry. Like, I hate I hate this game. I hate everything about it. It's not for me. It just... There's no reasonable explanation. It's probably a little psychotic of me for for me to say that. But no, it, it's a game that actually makes me angry. Diablo 2 doesn't make me angry. It actually makes me curious as to whether or not I should go back and try to play it again. But... But that being said, I think it's pretty obvious, even by previous episodes, Diablo 2 has the higher personal attachment just because of, you know, just, just hanging out with friends, having a good time with friends, and them loving it, and I'm loving it, and us just being anticipated about the good times we were hoping to have with this game, or, or long-lasting good times we were hoping to have with this game. It has to be Diablo 2 for personal attachment. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, it, it's funny, like, the Sims to me, both these games are just, I'm just, my personal attachment is through the other people's attachments to these <laughs> yeah. games. <laughs> but the, to the, for me, this listening to stories about the Sims at work and watching people play it at work was way funnier than listening to the, the guys talking about how, what time they were going to meet up for a land party on a Friday. So, you know what? That can be fun too. Living vicariously through your friends, video game experiences. Yeah. And ne- neither one of them was wrong, you know? Neither one was wrong. That was that was that was a that was a cool time, man. I mean, you know, it sounds, man. You you talk about that shit now, people be like, "Land party? What the fuck? That's so corny." But that shit was fun. <laughs> if you Land wanted parties to do are it, legit. Land yeah, parties are that's, legit, that was a man. fun time, man. <laughs> so you know, it was it was good good times. So, but yeah, not to mention you can't you don't take no shame in having fun through other people's experiences because essentially no. that's exactly what Twitch is. <laughs> yeah true true yeah, you're right yeah all right so diablo 2 will take personal attachment two to one not a sweep all right so legacy genre finding characteristics are what these games meant to the industry as a whole uh, i'll start out on this one and i'm going to say this is not even close i it, it should be close because you would think in, in the sense that there are people to this day who continuously play Diablo 2. I wouldn't say it's a ton of people. I think it would surprise me exactly how many people played the game. But I think we've all kind of referenced why The Sims is so important. As I And I'm going to try and be really brief because I think I said a lot of this in the, in the previous episode. Is think of all the things that came out after The Sims that tried to emulate or copy or improve on and all kind of failed what the sims was because it was so massively popular without the sims would we have me's uh that which was integral to wii sports would we have the avatars that the xbox 360 provided would we have playstation home would we have these kind of virtual worlds you know when any when anyone thinks of the diamond over somebody's head they Mm. might not necessarily think of the (laughs) sims but they think it's a video game it's in a virtual world yeah the legacy that the Sims and the impact that the Sims has made on the video game, and I'm going to say a game I've been saying a lot through this tournament, Zeitgeist, is just something else. And it continues to be pervasive. Diablo 2, you'll see a lot of people play it. You'll see a lot of people say, yeah, I'd love to play Diablo 2 more. But it doesn't change the fact that Diablo 3 is still constantly played by the people who say they'd rather play Diablo 2 more. And a lot of people who say they love Diablo 2 will tell you in private they like to play the first Diablo more. Doesn't mean Diablo 2 is a bad game, but it does tell me that 
what The Sims was, what The Sims provided to to video game culture as a whole, is almost immeasurable compared to what Diablo 2 has provided. And again, The Sims provided a brand new genre and a brand new take on games. Something in Diablo 2 was a refinement. It was an expansion on a previous concept, which was mm-hmm. an expansion on a previous concept. Diablo 2 was an expansion on Rogue. and Di- I mean, Diablo was an expansion on Rogue, and Diablo 2 was an expansion on Diablo. That's not to take away from what the games were, but it's just, it is what it is, and the reaching effect that The Sims had overall, I think The Sims is is far more of a defining game not just in its own genre but for for the entire industry right yeah mm-hmm. go ahead go ahead jeff yeah so the i feel like when i think of both because both are are big series right um there's so many different ways of looking at it if we were to say uh, diablo like say diablo the new trailer gets announced for diablo 4 the gaming world loses its shit like, holy fuck, have you seen the latest Diablo FMV? or not? They're not even called that anymore. But the, the latest trailer, which has no gameplay footage. But in the inner circles of gaming, people are getting very excited about the next Diablo. Are people going to get as excited when Sims 5 gets announced? No, they're not. Is my friend's uncle going to want to buy Sims 5? No, he's not. Um, and I feel like I kind of draw parallels to conversations we had with the 98 episode around Pokemon of Pokemon grew bigger than gaming itself. And I feel like Sims is in that same camp um, as a game itself. As a series, I think I don't think it has the all-encompassing like acknowledgement outside of the world of gaming anymore, but it has had this per- pervasive, constant uh, aura and essence around it in and around gaming and still within probably a certain generation who as i said before had pcs at home or personal pcs and they picked up sims because it felt like an adult game to play it didn't feel like it was for kids so when you take the series i think that they both live in very different worlds when you take the games themselves i yeah i agree with you chris um i think the sims as much as it was from an experienced team um it was what from uh will wright who did the sims and all, all of those games so it had it had its pedigree behind it um but it's you know when it came to uh diablo it was just an iteration or a diablo 2 sorry it's an iteration of an iteration of an iteration so absolutely like a lot of people might like as we're saying they might prefer diablo 2 but is that the pinnacle of action rpgs is it the pinnacle and it's like no it's a it's a genre that's going to be constantly redefined it's going to be constantly fine-tuned some people are going to prefer some elements from some games and some elements from another there's never going to be this mass consensus whereas the sims from from what i can see not only uh, did people really enjoy the base game but the expansions just kept adding more and more and more and it just turned into this utter beast utter utter beast that you just could not ignore like ant said it's a sign above the shop so for me, The Sims wins this wins this hands down. Um, I, you can't den- I can't deny that Diablo Two is well loved by the people who who played it at their land parties in the in their in their mum's basement. But The Sims, like we're saying, it just it managed to escape that gaming bubble, and very very few games managed to do that. 
And this this is a battle of of uh, two hardcore fan bases. <laughs> mm, and true. I think the excitement for like you, you mentioned, Jeff, the excitement for a new Diablo game would far would be far greater than the excitement for a new Sims game if it was announced today. Uh, people are still getting ready for the for the new re-release of um, Diablo 2 on the newer consoles later this year. So that's that's huge. I mean, that's that's lasting. The Sims though is it, it became just a pop culture phenomenon. Like if they never release another Sims game, you're still people are still gonna remember know what Sims are. It's it's so it's so crazy. Um, but I think in Chris, you mentioned this. Um, these games are both begat by other games. You know, these are just evolutions of other games, and which is fine. It's great. I just think that the evolution of a Sims type game is so appealing to such a broader audience now. And we have the example of like an animal crossing last year. I mean, I tried playing animal crossing. It's cute, but I, I guess I came, I guess I'm, I came to the same place. I would have if I ever played the Sims. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Not for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm over it. <laughs> you know, like, it's cool. It's cute. It, it 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 could appeal. I was able to get Hannah to play uh, Animal Crossing, which was fun to see her getting involved. So that that tells you the the casual gamer appeal to it. But even she never went back to it. And it's not that she didn't like it. It's just like, okay, there's what am I gonna do here? You know, I'm just collecting fruits, whatever. You know, um, this is hard though. I thought I, I thought I was gonna this is gonna be a lot easier choice for me on this one. Um, but I'm gonna base this one on just the reaction of the fan base, and I'm gonna go with Diablo too. I just feel like, for better or for worse, they're way more passionate about this series. And if if this was like if there was a live E3 event and they dropped, they said we're coming out with Diablo Four, the entire auditorium would blow the fuck up, you know. <laughs> the roof would be gone if they say that hey, we're coming out with a Sims Five. Everybody would just have diamonds pop up above their heads, looking at each other like this is cool. All right, cool, yeah, yeah, shaking hands and shit. No, so, no, I'm not asking you to change your your point, but no, I will no. ask. A, I will, I will ask this one question. If you yeah. go back, if you said the Sims and Diablo were announced the same day, wouldn't the auditorium still announce? Would wouldn't the auditorium still erupt for Diablo two more so for the Sims? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, you mean wait, hold on. You mean if they announce a new Diablo game like a Diablo no. four or Diablo two? No, 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 no. Back then, yeah, you back then. So oh, oh, okay, okay. They say. Here's The Sims, and here's Diablo 2. If you're at E3, which is going to get the bigger crowd reaction? Man, that's a tough one, man, because Diablo was established already. I mean, everyone's going to scratch their heads and go, what's The Sims? Sims, right? yeah, exactly. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, huh? That looks a bit rubbish. No, give us give us hacking and slashing all day long. Yeah, yeah they just they just showed me a video of this guy, of, of ha- all this magic and hacking and slashing and looting, and then they showed this guy just building a house. <laughs> I just had just had a couple of points. I mean, on you know, it's it's the I can't help but have the word you know keyboard warrior in my head as an as a kind of a way of explaining it. But 
the Diablo fans are going to be noisy. They are going to yeah. be boisterous because these are these are hardcore gamers who want their who want you know their toy and they want it now and they're going to get annoyed if Blizzard don't give them a new toy every year. <laughs> you know, um, and they are noisy and it's that kind of noisy minority that make it seem like whoa, this is a big deal. And we 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 see this a lot, you know. Say, as I use as a reference, say like a Metroid Prime Four. Everybody apparently wants Metroid Prime Four, but if they were to give it, how many people would actually buy it? Yeah, because yeah. people don't buy these games. They just they they don't like. It's this silent majority who just like picking up a game, like a bit of casual fun, like something a bit lighthearted, and that's why something like The Sims. Okay, it doesn't get a big reaction. It, they don't get to have their own conference once a year with everybody dressing up like a sim, also known <laughs> as dressing up in real life and getting dressed in the morning. But yeah, it, it's it's. But they will go out and buy the game, and it's a, it's like a lot of things of yeah. of the people like us. We're like Fortnite does really well. It's like how does that happen? Why is Minecraft so 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 popular? It's like 30, 40, 50 million sales, and it's like well, I don't get it. So it can't be any good. It's like no. This is good, and people like it. Mm-hmm. And whether just because it's not in your circles doesn't mean it's not you know the thing. Yeah. Um, and then the other point I had just wanted to make on on Chris, you brought up like the the avatars and the me's. Honestly, I wouldn't cry if those didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they were there. To, but yeah, but yeah. they were there. They were there. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, it's definitely influenced from something like The Sims. You know, I mean, you know, you you wouldn't have a game like Animal Crossing right now. If it wasn't for something like The Sims, it's, you know, the influence is there for both games. It's, but I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's, these are the hard choices we are not getting paid to make, man. This is what exactly. we're doing here. Well, we do have Patreons. So technically, oh, I are. shouldn't say that completely. <laughs> yeah, <you're> right. <laughs> but, but to draw a, a parallel, another parallel before we move on, I know I'm kind of dragging this out is consider Wii Sports versus Twilight Princess, both launch games for the Wii. More people were ex- more people exploded for Twilight Princess and said this is the future of gaming. We can't wait to play this game and Wii Sports no one really thought about. Yeah. yeah. What's what's the game that you think of when you attach it to the Wii? It's not fucking Twilight Princess. No it is not. No sorry. All right. Moving on to our last criteria, which is the head-to-head. So this does not mean we're going to pick this game to overall take our choice to advance in this prestigious future (laughs) award-winning ultimate (laughs) defining tournament. Of these two games, what would we rather play? So, Anthony, how about you start us off on this one? Uh, man, let's see. The... I think, let me see. I'm trying to think of my, my, where am I in life right now? Do I want to play this? Have tried playing that. Personally, uh, I would rather not play any of them. I'm over <laughs> it. And I'm done. No, I'm <laughs> but I will make a decision. <laughs> um, I, huh. I feel like, I feel like I've played The Sims, but just in other, and another version of games. You know what I mean? Like, I feel mm-hmm. like if I wanted the mm-hmm. Sims experience, I could probably get it somewhere else. But uh, just in a, in, a, in, a, in a blank void, all things being equal, if you just gave me these two games right here, 
to pick up and play. I mean, I've played Diablo 3 and almost fell asleep. <laughs> I don't know if I would have gotten much further with The Sims, <laughs> but uh, my, cur- my, my curiosity has peaked. I, I think I'd, I'd want to play The Sims right now. I'm the same as Anne. I think my, my curiosity leads me towards The Sims. Um, and the reason is because the only way I think I would enjoy Diab- Diablo 2 today would be LAN party. It would be get a group of people together that I know I can get on with and we just we give a go over a weekend and oh, yeah. then it's one and done, it's over, uh, and I don't have to play it ever again. But The Sims, I feel like after watching a fair amount of, of movies on it today, I feel like I could probably scratch the surface, find a few things that I find more interesting than I'm, I was willing to admit back in the day, and probably end up with my own sim household with burning kitchens and <laughs> and I don't know what else goes on, but that's the thing, that's where the curiosity is. So I would rather, today I would rather play The Sims. Okay, this is where I'm going to get on my soapbox here. Uh, which I had been alluding to in conversations prior to this episode. Look, the Diablo 2 that came out in 2000 is different than the Diablo 2 that everybody loves. It just is. There's a difference. The Diablo 2 that came out in 2000 had shitty Battle.net connection, which today we will pillory those games, like you saw with Outriders. It, It... the game was, I wouldn't say it's unfinished because like by 2000 standards, it's a lot different, but you look at a game like Cyberpunk, you look at a game like Skyrim, you look mm-hmm, at a game right. like, well, any game by Bethesda for fuck's sakes. And <laughs> you look at these games that launch and they're incredibly buggy and they eventually fix them and they get to the point where they're good. And Diablo also had that with its expansion pass and it fixed a lot of things. If you're talking about, in a sense, where Diablo 2 is today versus The Sims, I would take Diablo 2 in a heartbeat. But if you're talking about what the games came out of in 2000, at the time of release, then I would, un- I-, I think I would have to take The Sims just because I, I want to try to re-understand the phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Right. And... I'd rather take that Diablo experience later. You even said it yourself. I think it was Anthony who said it, that you can have any experience like the Sims today. You can have any experience like Diablo today. You can go fucking play Hades if you fucking want to and probably have a much better experience you would in Diablo 2. You can play Torchlight and have a better experience in Diablo 2. I can play Record of Lotus War for my Dreamcast and have the same or similar experience to Diablo 2, just not with the Battle.net connection, which apparently if I was playing it in 2000, I couldn't fucking do anyway. <laughs> if I'm talking about in the sense, if I'm keeping in the spirit of just 2000, what game would I play today? Yeah, it would be yeah. The Sims. But if I look at it with all the evolutions that it made, all the improvements that it made and where it went from there. Yeah, I just knowing my gameplay taste and styles it would be Diablo 2, because Diablo 2 recognized its faults, it fixed them, and it moved forward. So I'm going to give it to Diablo 2 with an asterisk, saying I'm not playing the 2000 version of this game. I'm playing the modern version of this game. And the counter to that is I think a lot of people also played a lot of the expansion packs for The Sims. But what what I also think about, too, is a lot of those people who played The Sims in 2000 and got addicted to it 
probably didn't know how to install a mod, probably didn't know how to install a patch, and wouldn't bitch and complain if you didn't know how to do that today. Yeah, I think I think you can. I mean, you can argue that both games were whatever it is, whether it was expansion pack or or, or patched, were both equally fixed in a way, right? Upgraded throughout the course of time, like in a sense, so that, yeah. yeah, yeah. You could. So I, I think I think saying that you'd rather play the current version of Diablo two, you can also compare that to playing a a current version of The Sims. So I don't I don't think that's it'd still uh, be it still be Diablo yeah. two. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I, I think it's a fair, it's a fair point. Like, I don't think you're, you don't, you don't, you, you can quantify it that way. Like, you can say, well, this is up. The current version is better than that. But I think they both kind of experience the same um, upgrades. So, yeah, it's, yeah, that's fine. I think they both had a similar path. Absolutely. All right. So that takes our criteria. Let's take a break. So when we get back, we'll go over the criteria. Who won what? And who's advancing to the semifinals? We'll see you in a little bit. here with a quick message. You know, the one rule Chris and I have always gone by regarding advertisements is this. It has to be something we use and can personally vouch for. If you know me, you know I love coffee. And Bones Coffee Company has been my go-to for home brewing for quite some time now. Their small batch beans come in an impressive variety of flavors like Mint Invaders from Chocolate Space or Electric Unicorn, which I swear tastes exactly like Fruity Pebbles. And the best part? No added sugar or calories involved, just natural flavors infused right into the beans themselves. Build your own sample pack of five four ounce bags to find out which flavors speak to you, or jump in head first with full 12 ounce bags. They've even got K-Cups. Step up your homebrew game with Bones Coffee by visiting bit.ly slash RHP Bones. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash R-H-P B-O-N-E-S. going to conclude this exciting what is this quarterfinal quarterfinal we're gonna quarterfinal yeah we're we're gonna conclude this exciting quarterfinal matchup it's getting brutal this is this is this is where it gets brutal when everything starts to just narrow down and you have to make decisions 
And, and and by the way, everybody, we ranked these games. So it's not just some random games or just the games that randomly appeared on on a list or, or whatever the case might be that we most remembered. Like we ranked them. We sat down and we said, these are the top 16 games of 2000. And then we narrowed it down to these eight. This is this is extremely brutal. This is going to be extremely hard for the, us to make these decisions. But before we go into those decisions, let's talk about the criteria and what won what. So to start out, we had critical and commercial reception going to The Sims in a clean sweep. We had personal attachment going to Diablo 2, 2 to 1. In Legacy Genre Defining, The Sims won in a clean sweep. And from going head to head, it went to, I think The Sims in a clean sweep. Did I say The Sims? I can't even remember. <laughs> I think it was two to one to the Sims, huh? Two to one to the Sims. I said, I think I said Diablo because we all yeah, said like, yeah, yeah, we both compared to. Okay, yes. So it went to uh, the Sims two to one. So Sims has three out of four. By the way, that doesn't matter in it the means slightest. Nothing. Means nothing. We are just going to talk about which game is going to advance for the King of Games two thousand. And we discussed this during the break about who is going to go first. I know I'm the host. Um, they chose to go second and third, but I will go first. And I will try to make the case for the game. I am going to choose here and see how this goes. Okay. So I look at the two of these games. I think we're going to start out with the point I made out in the critical reception and uh, critical and commercial reception category. Diablo 2 had a lot of the benefit of the doubt going into it when it released. It had the blizzard bump. It got better. In 2000, there was obviously some problems with it. It got a lot better. The Battle.net didn't work. Battle.net eventually worked. It had the fact that you couldn't respec your characters uh, if you felt like it wasn't going to be successful when you got later in the game. They fixed that with patches or the expansion. I'm not sure which. Critics called it extremely repetitive. It is. But that's the nature of that game. It criticized the plot. No one gives a shit about the plot of Diablo, except for the like really, really, really hardcore. I look at The Sims. The Sims did something for gaming in 2000 that a lot of people didn't think was possible, and that was to expand the demographic. I think if you look at games that define their time, you look at games that expand that demographic and expand the user base. And I know I chose Majora's Mask last time to advance past The Sims. And a lot of good points were made to me in between. You know, I, I was I was very upset that The Sims didn't advance <laughs> past Majora's Mask, to say the very least. So I actually was on the Region Free Gamers while they were streaming, which is only available to Patreons for the Region Free Gamers. While they record their podcast, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> I was complaining with Paul in the chat about, do you think we sports would be number one in the year it came out? He said tennis would be number one on its own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would. Mm -hmm. And not because tennis was the best game released in 2006. It's not the most appealing game to me from 2006. It's not. 
It's not in the slightest, but it expanded the demographic. And I, this goes back to games that I think expanded the demographic. When I look at to when I look at 1985, Super Mario Brothers expanded the demographic. When I look at uh, Tetris in 1989 on Game Boy, it expanded the demographic. It made gaming more accessible to people who had not played games. And that's what we as gamers, I think, should be looking for as a community. We want to be inclusive to everybody. We want everybody to share the joy that we feel when we play games. They might not like the same games that we do, but they can derive the same feeling of joy that we do. I don't think that Diablo 2 exudes that same feeling of joy, at least in 2000, for everybody moving forward from there. Diablo 2 has maintained a consistent community. That's 100% true. But it didn't attract the same community that it did in 2000, and it needed a lot of fixings. If you're talking about the greatest games of all time, if you're talking about a long, broad scale, it's, 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 it's way closer for me. And, and I look at other games, especially that's been released in the past 10, 15 years. Is No Man's Sky the best game of 2016? Absolutely not, but it's improved a lot. Is Skyrim the best game of 2011? I don't think so, but it's improved a lot to the point where a lot of people may think it is. Diablo 2 made those same changes. It made those same adjustments. It did what it needed to do to be an absolutely fantastic legacy game. But what it didn't do was bring in new gamers into the community and make the overall community better to implement ideas that would be fundamental to what the games to what games were in the future. Mm -hmm. I cannot emphasize enough that I, I, I am looking at what I'm saying right now compared to where I was at with Majora's Mask. I can't believe that I'm going in this direction. <laughs> but the Sims advances past Diablo 2, in my opinion. It's my choice to advance beyond Diablo 2 and go to the semis. And again, yep. if, if Diablo 2 was the same game it was in 2001, 2002, and how it passed itself and made itself better, this would be a much more difficult decision for me. But the fact that people were playing and loving The Sims, people who didn't know anything about patches, people who didn't know anything about mods, people who didn't know anything about updating, they just threw the fucking CD in their goddamn computer and they said, I'm having a great time and I love this shit and I don't know why. It's The Sims. Yep. Whilst I had friends on in the background, they were doing friends on the PC, you know? Mm -hmm. That was it. That was their Friday night. It's like Ant was saying, they didn't have distractions back then. There's a, there's a, well, there was only the TV, wasn't there? Yeah. The Sims filled a, a massive, massive gaping hole in people's free time. Really good. Really well put, Chris. Really, really very eloquent to start with. Um, because, you know... I don't have that attachment. This is where I can kind of make a cold light of day, uh, non-biased viewpoint. It's because I've, I've dipped my toe into the world of Diablo that at least I feel like, okay, I, I've got a sense of what Diablo is about without having gone through that moment in 2000 when it came out and, and had that LAN party, like we keep saying. Um, when we've discussed games in the past, and I'm especially looking at Pokemon at this, the the cultural impact that games have. And you you know the examples you gave are, are absolutely on 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 those. Um, you know your Tetris, uh, which again, like your aunt and uncle were playing that, your grandparents were giving it a go, your mum was 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 stealing your Game Boy 
to give it a go whilst uh, whilst your dad was watching uh, football on TV. You know, it was those. It was that kind of that seminal moment when worlds collided. And the Sims, that you're saying, the Sims seem to do that, and it's very hard to look beyond beyond that as a. That's what to me the Sims is about. The Sims to me isn't about a legacy game genre that is that is going to last forever. Um, I think that there will always be saying that there will always be a, a, a world of people wanting to control others' lives, and we're seeing that more and more augmented today. And I think like The Sims is a bit old hat. You actually want to impact people's real lives now rather than AI's life. Um, so saying so saying that, when I think okay, which which game deserves to be put forward? Which game deserves to be going through to semi-finals? I am am going to go with The Sims. Um, I'm looking at it from a cold light of day, year 2000, uh, and The Sims was just an utter phenomenon. Um, I didn't play it, I didn't get it, but it doesn't mean that I don't, I can't recognise a an important game of that era. Um, so my vote also goes to Sims. All right. You know, this, I guess it makes it easy on you, Anthony. Yeah, this is easy. I'm going to make this quick then. Um, Diablo 2 was a beast, man. Like, it just just yeah. those land parties, man. And, you know, like, like you said, Chris, man, fuck the game that came out. The game that I can play now. <laughs> I don't even oh, talk about yeah. that, right? <laughs> like, this is such a dope game, man. And it's, 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 it, it's great to see it, like, just... I love that the community's there, but you like put it like I was thinking this, but you put it so eloquently, man. This shit expanded the demographic. Real simple, Sims. I mean, Sims just expanded the demographic. I mean, I I, I was thinking this before when I was trying to figure out what <laughs> what I was gonna pick, but I kept thinking to myself, this game made other gamers want non gamers to play. You know, this is the game that made you happy, like you said, man. It's like like when 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 you would when you see your grandparents picking up Tetris, it makes you happy because you're a gamer and you're seeing other people get joy out of something that you love so much. Um, and that's what The Sims did, man. It was just a cultural phenomenon, a pop culture phenomenon. It's still something that, like I mentioned before, the logos, they never come out with another one. You still see it out there. But what it did in 2000, out the gate, I think speaks volumes, sales and whatnot so i'm just gonna go with the sims yeah i i think as well, i just think it's really important to add on the like the the gameplay itself it's not just a case of oh culturally important therefore gets the win um it was very unique we hadn't seen that interaction with ai before that ability to be able to create and see characters play out to be able to influence the the actions of 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 ai you know when i think of a lot of the games that we've that we've covered on, on the podcast but you know a lot of games we all play in general where uh even at the moment i'm playing jurassic world you know you kind of you put a pen and then you breed a, a velociraptor and then it just goes and does its thing and you leave it and it does its thing or a tyrannosaur and it's you you know you can kind of impact their environment but you're not impacting the actual creature that's that's AI doing its own thing, whereas the Sims allowing you to really impact the decision making and to force the Sims to at your bidding 
is really why a lot of people liked it so much because they could play God. But rather than, as I say, rather than impacting the environment, you're, you're, you're doing the environment and you're doing the actual individuals. So it was you know, incredibly groundbreaking on that. And from what I can see, the AI is pretty, uh, you know, it's pretty good, apart from maybe the language, which was a bit bit nonsense, but that probably helped you. You didn't hear things too repetitively. But, you know, people got addicted to this game for a reason. People, if, if the game was bad, that game wouldn't, that game would have sold a million units and then forgotten. It sold 11 million for a reason. <laughs> yep. 16. Yeah, I think... It, yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 we we almost forget that we've been spoiled by the evolution of AI and gaming since then. So you know, when you when you have to take a step back and look back on what it was in two thousand, it's pretty it's remarkable. I still hate this game. That's that's. <laughs> I still fucking hate this game. I, I think what's important for me, at least, I'm I'm only speaking for myself, is you know this is this is something that kind of turned on its head for me uh after the previous round with majora's mask is gaming isn't just for people like me gaming has never been just for people like me gaming is for everybody and if i'm going to want that future for gaming where anybody can play games and everyone has the capability to sit down and play and appreciate games i need to start appreciating games that may not necessarily be for me but appeals to a broader audience that is beyond me and i i will continue to hate the sims i will continue to not like the sims it's not my game but i i have to recognize its importance i have to recognize what it did i have to recognize that people love this game for what it was and people did and people who had never probably even played a video game before or had very casually played video games before appreciated this game more so than they did or could games that were more in depth like a Diablo 2. And yeah, I would I would rather play Diablo 2 today than The Sims, but it doesn't matter because The Sims did more for gaming than Diablo did. And that's tough for me to say, it's tough for me to admit, it's a tough pill to yeah. swallow. <laughs> but it is what it is. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I mean, that's exactly what it's about. It's not just about us. <laughs> Which is going to make the rest of this tournament extremely difficult. <laughs> Very difficult. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> what do we do? Uh, this is stressing <laughs> me out, man. <laughs> God, damn it, Sims, you were supposed to be gone already. You're supposed to lose to Majora's Mask. <laughs> we can't live in the there past was anymore. There was, oh, I'm trying to remember from the last tournament, there was a game that just kept hanging around. And you're like, we're still talking about this one? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Something's going to have to knock, going to have to, going to have to knock it on its head at some point. But, um, yeah, strong lot. I mean, it's a, I'm, I keep looking at the brackets, incredibly strong. I mean, there are sometimes there are games that you think, oh, quarterfinal is, is where it deserves to get to an end at. But um, there's not many in here that I would uh, that I would say don't deserve don't deserve a semi-final place. So it's oh, it's really tough. It's a great yeah. year. It's a great year, and this is going to make for a fantastic semi-final. So I hope you're Ooh. all there. Oof. Oh, it's going to be. Oof. Look forward to it. It's going to be. It's going to hurt. Broken hearts and brutal arguments. It's going to be tough. But that being said, I think the episode for today has reached its conclusion 
uh, for congratulations, however. Congratulations, Sims. Congratulations, the Sims. The Sims will advance. But before we go, once again, hey, go ahead and pitch the Region Free Gamers podcast. Yes, sir. Well, thanks, thanks everyone again. I said in the beginning, I'll say it again. Thanks for your support. Can't do this without you. Please, please subscribe, like, and leave great reviews for both our podcasts, Region Free Gamers. We're there. Uh, you can hit us up on Patreon, like I mentioned earlier. It's patreon.com slash regionfreegamers. We have tiers starting at a dollar, going up to five, I believe. And you have access to our Discord channel, all the way from our Discord channel, all the way up to our live recordings and early access to our episodes like this one. Um, feel free to get us on Twitter. It's region. It's at Region Free Gamer due to the character limit, no S. On uh, Instagram, Region Free Gamers Podcast, and definitely just hit us up. Let us know what you think. Subscribe to, just subscribe, man. This is the, this is how we get people to listen to our podcast by viewership. So thanks again for your support. Awesome, and I'm just gonna plug our own shit right here. So hey, look, if you found us, awesome. Thank you. You know where to find us on the podcast networks we have a link tree i can't remember the link to that so hey if you want to check us out on patreon go to patreon.com slash retro hangover or you can find us at gorpfans.com that will also take you to our patreon page uh, you can find us on twitch every sunday at 9 p.m ish eastern time uh, where we stream things we don't know what we, I we don't know what we stream. I won't tell you what we stream. Just go there. We'll have a good time. <laughs> we have a good audience. It'll be fun. Um, other than that, yeah, you can also get merch at uh, bit.ly slash RHP merch, where we have like cool stuff like coffee mugs and all that stuff like that. I'm sure we have a bunch of other links. Just check our socials. We're on the Twitters and the Facebooks and the Instagrams. Go there. I'm probably the most uh, responsive in in terms of my personal account. I'll just. You know, come out and say that it's at Zodiac X O D Y A K. Uh, you can find me there, uh, and the Retro Hangover, of course, will both respond. We both have access to that, so you know, check us out there as well. All right, so I think that's all we have. Any parting shots, Jeff? I know Anthony had some had some words. Do you want to say anything? Oh, I'm I'm just enjoying this tournament. I hope I hope the audience is too. Uh, been been great to also be on your be on your show, Chris. So uh, thanks for the uh, thanks for the hospitality, and uh, looking looking forward to the to the semifinals, like you said. <laughs> I don't know, looking forward, Jeez, but Louise. scared to death of the semifinals. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. You know, at this point, yeah, for yeah, yeah. for the sake of this show, this show in particular, this is more our show. So. Thank you for allowing this to happen. Thank you guys for agreeing. It's been uh, it's been a wild ride, and it's going to continue to get even better. So I look forward to the future uh, few episodes we have for this. And yeah, yeah. nervous and scared oh, to see yeah. what happens. It's it's going <laughs> to be a blast. Yeah, but it's been great collaborating with you guys. And I'm not even past this tournament. I'm looking forward to see what we do next together. Absolutely, I, I definitely do. But with that being said, until next time, play with your I can't believe this fucking game advanced joysticks. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one.